You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. Today, plausibly live, it's the ZABEcast. We'll do it live. Fuck it. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Today's guest Sports Radio Lifer and DC Jewish Sports Hall of Famer Andy Polin. Uh-huh. <laughs> See? And now let's get to yakin. Oh, here we go. The passing of Bob Barker, the beloved longtime host of The Price is Right. Barker, who was also a dedicated animal rights activist, died peacefully at his home in Hollywood Hills this morning of natural causes. He was just a few months shy of turning 100. ABC's Irene Shaw with more on his extraordinary life and legacy. Oh. My. God. I hate to say it, Andy, but was it something I said? 
Was it yeah. something I said? Oh, you, uh, humanity! I have you, uh, never in my life until now jinxed somebody into the grave. But apparently I've done just that. Well, he was 99, so, you know, let's not, not make it like, you know, he was in the prime of life there. But, I know, uh, but, but I mean, uh, like, the, we're talking about me specifically pointing out that he was yeah. getting close, and then literally less than one week later, Grim Reaper knocks. Uh, that's bad yeah. timing right there. Well, it wasn't quite as bad as Betty White because uh, I think People Magazine put her on the cover as being 100 and well, she came up like two weeks short. Well, that's true. Do you think the editors of People have uh, feel like they've got blood on their hands, that they have a <laughs> conscience that needs to be assuaged? I can't tell you the number of tweets and texts and emails I've gotten from this. And let everyone know who's listening, nobody feels worse than me. I don't like doing that. Don't talk about this stuff. So let it be a vow going forward. I shall not talk about anyone's longevity as they approach their super golden years, including yours, Andy. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a ways away from 99, but uh, I, was, you know, I, I think that it was natural to talk about him turning 100, right? I, I think right. I jumped, uh, I jumped the gun. I don't know why I saw some tweet saying he's 99 and a half. I guess he had yeah. just passed the exact halfway point to his birthday. And so, yeah, I do love watching, though, the video tributes and retrospectives on his career because many people only remember him from the last little bit of his career, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he did 35 years, I think, of The Price is Right. But, yeah, he had done other things. I remember seeing him on Truth and Consequences. Um, and, you know, he had his, his famous – um, what, what, not a star turn, but whatever it was <laughs> in Happy with, Gilmore. With Happy Gilmore, yeah, it was. It was out of cat. You know, he was he was basically making fun of himself, which was he was good at that. He was self-deprecating. He was he had a good sense of humor. Yeah, here was the. Uh, let me turn the music off here. Here was the uh, scene from Happy Gilmore in his. Uh, retrospective. This is from ABC News. Wanting more. And he did, even making his big screen debut, poking fun at his nice guy personality in Happy Gilmore. All right, let's go. Barker viewed his... <laughs> it worked because nobody would have thought of him as anything but the nicest guy in the world, which is really the prerequisite for being a great game show host, an ability and a warmth that pours through on television to connect with people, average people. You know, Gertrude McGonigal from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, who's out in California with her family, and they got tickets to go see a taping of The Price is Right, and oh my God, come on down! Yeah, and apparently he was a good guy off TV. Uh, I just read Johnny Carson's biography. And as great as he was on TV, and like he projected that warmth, he had a lot of a lot of Michigan well, going on. Was Jim scenes. was Johnny Carson an asshole off the air? Oh yeah, I mean he had a lot of stuff, you know. Like uh, at one point, was he a philanderer? Oh yeah, and and <laughs> then thought his wife was having an affair with him, so he organized a break in on her apartment. Uh, I mean, just. Holy you know, and the anger that he would have about other people slighting him, and oh yeah, I mean, wow, he was great on TV, but there are a lot of a lot of skeletons in that closet.
Yeah, well, you don't really know about people, right? Yeah, you and, don't. And I, and I think, I forget who I was talking. Uh, uh, there's an athlete that came up, I don't know when it was, with somebody, and I had to make the disclaimer of, well, he sure does seem like a nice guy. Post-OJ world, you have to qualify everything that way. You well, have to. OJ was beloved. People, people who knew OJ thought he walked on water. Not just yeah. post-OJ, but how about post, um, uh, who was the Minnesota, Kirby Puckett. Kirby Puckett seemed like a nice guy. Yeah. Next thing you yeah. know, he's being charged with assaulting women in restrooms up there in Minnesota mm-hmm. after he'd been done playing. Right, right, yeah. So we don't know these people. We think we know them. We don't know them. Ellen DeGeneres was supposedly, aw, isn't mm-hmm. she so nice? And she was a fucking monster. Her whole staff hated her to the point right. where they ran her out of the business, which is pretty amazing if you think about it. Right, right. So, you know, and, and I, I always cringe when I hear people like Greenberg gushing over athletes, how great they are. And great people. You don't know them. You you know them on a different level. You just no. don't know. Them. And if you're super famous and if you're super rich, like, say, Johnny Carson, you and I also, Andy, don't understand fully just what they face coming at them from all angles, from the public, oh, yeah. from agents, from fellow people in the business, managers, executives it's you really it's hard to navigate i'm sure for them well like michael jordan used to say you you might want my life for a week you wouldn't (laughs) want it for a year (laughs) wouldn't want it for a year rest in peace bob barker and i will now not look at anyone else who is approaching the magic 100 mark who is a celebrity because i do not i'm going to keep their names out my out my mouth as Tua tungavailoa said about ryan clark we'll talk about that in just a second but do you know anyone else that is close? I was just thinking about that. No, I, I really, you know, I, I, I usually track those kind of things. But once <laughs> you track them, well, I mean, once once somebody gets up in age, they usually disappear from the spotlight, as he had. I mean, what's what's the last public appearance he had? 10, 15 years ago, right? I don't know. I mean, yeah, uh, so Shatner's yeah. ninety. Okay, uh, he still does that. Big difference between ninety and hundred, though. Uh, Clint uh, is ninety. Clint Eastwood. Oh, he's like 93, 94. Oh, 93 now. Okay. Oh, this is. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is from two thousand twenty-one. So I need to add three years to all yeah. these names. Shatner's alive, right? He's ninety-three oh, yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Eastwood would be ninety-three or ninety-four. Uh, right. Morgan Freeman's only eighty-six. So mm-hmm. there's that. Oh, Tony Bennett. Didn't he just die? Yeah, Tony Bennett died, but he was 97. Seven, yeah. He wasn't uh, James Earl Jones? Yeah. Is he alive? Oh, he? Yeah, I think so. 90, Sophia Loren. The, it, see, I got a three-year-old article here. Uh, Gene Hackman, mm-hmm. is he still alive? He's 94, yes. if he is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then there's Angela Lansbury. Is she alive? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. How do you how do you feel about people that are in dead pools, actual gambling pools? <laughs> no, I don't like those at all. <laughs> they're very ghoulish, right? <laughs> yeah, don't participate in that. Oh, we should mention though the passing away. I think he was ninety four. Tony Roberts, uh, who was a terrific sportscaster. Okay, Tony Roberts called Notre Dame games mm-hmm. on Westwood One. Yes, he was a radio guy, but did some TV as well. Correct. Not much TV that I remember. Okay. Primarily radio play-by-play. Okay, and where was he from? He's from Chicago, but I first uh, knew of him uh, when he was on with Johnny Holiday 
Johnny had a morning show on WWDC when you used to have these kind of things. And we had a lot <laughs> of different variety. He talked sports. He played music. He had some guests on. He had money contests. But Tony did the sports on there. And then he did the bullets for a couple of years, I think. Uh, and then he also did the senators in their last year. And then wound up at Westwood One, where he did a variety of sports, including Notre Dame athletics, both basketball and football. And he did football until 2005. So he was 94. So he was in his 80s, I think, when he stopped. And uh, and he was angry because they decided to take it away from him and give it to an alum, Don Crickey. And uh, and Tony was not one to shy be shy about the way he felt. He was he was angry about it being taken away, but that essentially ended his career. Right, rest in peace. I should also mention because I said this to you off the air before I started rolling, and I forgot that I mentioned it briefly on the podcast. And because she is kind of a publicly known character in the orbit of all things that I do, my mother thankfully is out of the hospital. Uh, she's in rehab for what we think is going to be a pretty short stint. I don't want to get further into medically what happened. I need to get clearance from my mom to tell the story, but, um, she's doing, doing much better and is in great spirits. And I'm very happy and thankful for that. So thank you for everybody who reached out in that regard. And, and hopefully my mom will, will give a little clearance to tell a bit of a story about uh, what happened because it's a, it's a doozy. I'll just put it that way, but I need her clearance first. This is her private medical records that I would be violating by telling people what was going on and everything else. So the HIPAA, the HIPAA, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> Steven, did you really need to tell them all that? Ma, you know, I'm a public person. This is a public life. This is why the podcast and my radio shows are as popular as they are. I let people in. And so when they meet me, they go, you're just like the guy on the radio. And I'm like, of course I am. I wouldn't have the ability to be somebody else. It's too much fucking work. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I don't know anybody who's different off the air than they are on the air on radio. You can do it in other mediums, I think. In shorter spurts, yes. I think the television in shorter spurts, definitely you can do that. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. A-G. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out 
Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone, you learn by matching audio from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, let's talk about documentaries in sports because we're living in a documentary golden age. And last week, the Swamp Kings four-parter came out on Netflix, and a lot of people were saying, hey, uh, are these actual documentaries or are they just glossovers to make certain people like <clears throat> Urban Meyer look better in retrospect. The stuff left out of a four-part documentary on the Florida Gators under Urban Meyer was a list longer than your grocery list. Yeah. What did you think of it? And have we gotten to the point where these so-called documentaries are really hagiographies, fancy word, which is a term for a glorification of the subject of something that's supposed to be factual and neutral? I have not watched it yet. I watched the Manziel one. Uh, I think the game changer was The Last Dance, which was produced by Michael Jordan. So it was going to put a good slant on Michael Jordan. And this, I guess, was done with the cooperation, from what I understand, of Urban Meyer. So, you know, all the arrests, all the other things. Yeah. Urban Meyer did a great job of producing this documentary that glossed over the really bad shit about yeah. Urban Meyer's Florida Gators and how he turned the other way time and time again. Of course. And and so that's people watch him though and I guess relative to what a television show costs to produce, 
they're relatively inexpensive to do. So that's why they keep cranking them out. But yeah. no, they're, they're, not, they're not exposed AIDS in any way. And I guess, really, if you want the assets, meaning the video clips and the interviews and the stories, you're going to have to play by those people's rules, the coaches, the players that agree to it, because otherwise you're not going to have, you're going to have a very thin product in the end. Now, Pippen, as I recall, didn't sit down for last dance, did he? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. think he, I don't think no. he sat down and said word one. Yeah. And no. I think he was on purpose. Cause you could kind of tell he was going to be painted as a shithead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He didn't like, that. I did see though, speaking of documentaries, BS high. Did you see this on HBO? I have not Bishop seen that, but Bishop I'm, Sycamore? I'm oh going to watch God. it. And the guy that ran it apparently is the most shameless liar ever. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, he, he's, he's featured in it heavily. I mean, he, he he has, and and in the end, I mean, there's no real mystery in the end, but he was able to get away with what he was able to get away with because there aren't any rules in place to prevent it. Right. If there's no rules and there's no parents willing to stand up and go, hey, this is wrong, we yeah. have to stop this, then chaos and free reign will just run amok. Yeah, well, the, the promise to the kids was a scholarship to college, so... Parents look the other way too. Um, yeah, but, but it was just a promise backed by nothing. It was yeah, it, was, it was as no flimsy. School. Yeah, it was as flimsy as the Michael Scott Scott's Tots promise in the TV show The Office, which I don't think you've watched, but no, other people will no. get that reference. So yeah, it was a flimsy premise. Now they've mm-hmm. closed all the loopholes on what let Bishop Sycamore rise up, right? Uh, not for I understand. If somebody no? wants to do what he did, you can do it. Uh, it's and, just that people are more wise now. Like, hey, this looks well, like yeah. another Bishop Sycamore situation. But but ESPN refused to be uh, participate in this because they look like idiots. You know, scheduling well, a game uh, on their network <sighs> of a phony high school against IMG Academy. I mean, it's it, it, it. Somebody didn't do any checking there. Like, oh, let's tour the campus. Let's find out, you know, how this worked. There is no campus. There was no school. It was a total fraud. I would rip, uh, I would rip the, the uh, ESPN for this as being shameless, but I've already long since figured out they, they don't really have shame. They're in the television business. They're going to do whatever they can to put stuff on the air. Back to the Swamp Kings thing. So Cam Newton, many people do not know, was briefly at Florida before leaving for Auburn. And the reason that he left was he was kicked off the team. The reason he was kicked off the team was he stole a laptop, which is kind of funny because nowadays kids, especially college kids, look at laptops as the most uncool thing ever (laughs) because of their phones. But, you know, back in the day, a laptop was something you'd risk a lot for to fucking steal, which he did. So here was Cam Newton responding to the uh, Swamp Kings documentary and trying to at least defend the quarterback that Tebow replaced. Take a listen. Stories of the 2006 through 2009 Florida football team. Untold story. I got one real quick. I never received a national championship ring from the University of Florida, uh, but that's another conversation for a different day. Yeah, are you going to talk about the laptop? Because I'd say that plays (laughs) heavily into it there, Cameron. Some of the things that I did not like about the documentary was how they played Chris Leak, in my opinion. I was watching Chris it like, Leak, yeah. they said the things like, we're, we were just one quarterback away. Like, bro, Chris Leak was that motherfucker. Like, let's not forget how pretty of a ball he threw. And he started as a freshman in the SEC, 
from Independence High School out of Charlotte. Like, what are we talking about? Like, granted, Tebow is everything and some, but bruh, let's not try to dim the lights of, of Chris Lee. Lastly, so these there you players, go. I really wanted to hear from Percy Harvin, ding. Joe Hayden, ding. Uh, the Pouncy Twins. Ding, ding. Like, there was so much that they left out. But other than that, it was a good document. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he painted it well. He, he liked it, but then points out all the shit they didn't talk about, including his stolen laptop. So, yeah, go right. figure. And, yeah. Of, and of course, you know, uh, you had uh, Tim Tebow drafted what very late first round, thirty first, thirty second by Denver, right? Most uh, in the twenties, I think. But in but the- Chris Leak, he's right about Chris Leak. Chris Leak was one of these guys. He he uh, committed to Wake Forest like in the eighth grade, and people went. <gasps> And then he wound up, you know, changing his commitment and going to Florida. And he had a good career. You know, Tebow was was like a third down specialist on that team. Right. Leak was was the starting quarterback on that first national title. Yeah. But, you know, so Tebow gets drafted into the first round-ish. And everyone knew, hey, it's going to be a bit of a project. I remember his senior, uh, his senior bowl uh, stint was tough because they had him working under center. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't get the snap exchange. And they played it off going, well, you know, it's because he was never under center in college. Like, never. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, does this not raise any red flags for NFL GMs that this could be a problem, aside from the accuracy of his throws, aside from the weird motion? And no, it didn't. They still drafted him into the first round. He had a brief hot flash where he was a viral sensation. Skip Bayless made himself a $5 million pundit based on his hyping of Tebow. And the guys like Merrill Hodge are no longer on TV, which we've already chronicled anyway. I bring that up because we have another case of a team completely fucking whiffing on a quarterback. The Niners cut ties with Trey Lance, their third overall pick from just three years ago by taking a mere fourth rounder in return from the Dallas Cowboys. This after four starts. He got four starts, and they're so convinced that this flash in the pan, Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, is that dude, or as Cam would say, that motherfucker, that they're going to go with Purdy, and they're cutting the ties on Trey Lance. No matter how you slice it, this is a huge disaster. How does this happen in the modern NFL? Well, it, it happens because it, it, it's in an exact science. This has been going on for years, but I would say this about the 49ers. You, you, you gave up a hell of a lot. I think it was three first-rounders to move up yes. to get him, and, and you're still really, really good. You know, if Brock Purdy stays healthy, you might have been in the Super Bowl last year. So right. while, while they, they whiffed on this, They've made some pretty good moves otherwise, wouldn't you say? Yes. So is, does that excuse it? Because think of the damage that was done. Think of three other first-round picks flowing through that Niners program and how okay. stronger but, they would be. Like, in other words, here's the larger point. What is the process by which these teams go about, okay, here's why who we're going to take, why we're going to take them, here's how much we're willing to pay, and here's how sure we are. Well, but, you know, even the people I know and really respect, like Mel Kuyper, they whiff. The, you know, he, he at one point had Jimmy Clausen going number one overall, and he lasted till the second round with, the, uh, with Carolina, and they moved on to the next year went to uh, Cam Newton. You know, that, especially now with the rookie cap, you can miss on these quarterbacks and move on, and that's what that's what they do. Well, and you can miss cap-wise, but if you spend a lot of draft capital to move up to get them, then it's a different story. Generally, I would say no quarterback 
is ever worth moving up for? Generally speaking, yes, I would say that's true. RG3 uh, has been a whiff big time. Lance joins the scrap heap. Mitch Trubisky was another big mm-hmm. trade-up. However, uh, Patrick Mahomes is a trade-up, if I'm not mistaken, by the Chiefs in the first round. But but he went, like, middle of the first round. It was not like like uh, Ryan Leaf. They gave up a lot to move up to two to get him, too. Right. So, uh, the, Chiefs, uh, yeah. the Chiefs moved uh, from 27 down to 10. And they give up uh, two other picks to do so, ten, and a, and a, and a, a first rounder. What's yeah, ten's different? Ten's different than three, right? It yeah, it is. But I'm I guess I'm I would have to look at the actual compensation. I guess the Chiefs got lucky, or how do you term well, it in terms of their trade up that worked and other teams' trade ups that were complete and utter disasters? Well, and also at ten, they didn't have the pressure to play him right away, so they let him sit behind Alex Smith for a for, year. For a year, though, just one yeah. year, though. Well, then nowadays that's that's not that's that's a lot, you know. If you're yeah. taking a first rounder, you got to play him, and they they he only played I think one game the whole year. Alex Smith played in every game. Yeah, uh, the not, the Packers traded up to get Jordan Love, but not much. They scooched up, so they didn't give up a lot to scooch back into the first round to get him. They've sat on that egg for three years, and they're hoping it's ready to hatch. He has looked pretty darn solid and professional at times uh, in the preseason. His numbers are okay, if you believe in numbers. Played all three games. All three games for Jordan Love, he finished his stint with a touchdown pass. And there's real optimism here in Milwaukee and in Green Bay and Wisconsin, that this guy is going to be the third installment. I don't know, Andy. It's pretty hard to imagine three straight QB1s that are franchise guys for a single team. If it works, everybody's going to start doing it. <laughs> go, go to the three-year plan. I think it's, I think it's great. Uh, I think it'd be very few of these quarterbacks – have come out looking great at the beginning. Peyton Manning threw like 28 interceptions his first year. John Elway was shaky for a while with the Broncos. Even the greats take some time to develop. Meanwhile, the question mark is gone, says Ron Rivera at the critical quarterback position with the Washington Commanders. The same coach who last year said the same thing about – who was it that he said the same thing about last year? Carson Wentz, yeah. (laughs) Now he said it about Sam Howell, who has thrown 18 real-life passes in one game in a meaningless contest against the Cowboys. He's flashed in the preseason. He looks exciting. He could be the guy. Why does Ron Rivera say this shit? Because he needs to justify what he's done. Uh, he inherited Dwayne Haskins his first year. Okay, so he, he made a promise to the owner. He fulfilled that. Uh, and then he had Ryan Fitzpatrick, who lasted 16 snaps. Not that they thought he was going to be great, but they thought he'd be, you know, around until they developed somebody. And then they went all in on Carson Wentz last year, and they were the third team to find out. Oh no, no, no! That's, that's, you don't want to be. You don't want to be playing this guy. Yeah, they bought an expensive, broke down uh, old Porsche in uh, yeah. Carson Wentz. Maybe he wasn't even a Porsche, but still. I uh, look. I hope Sam Howell does great, and he he looks like he's got moxie yeah but he, he does that he, only you know, takes he, you so far the moxie but but also the position has changed and the the things that he can do he can run you know and he can he can make plays extend plays as they say look this has got a lot of play in, in recent weeks steve young was on dan patrick show and he said 
Peyton Manning and Dan Marino couldn't play in the NFL today or wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be star quarterbacks. You have to be able to run. You have to be able to make things happen with your feet, and he can do that. So yeah. we'll see. Except the Niners just gave up a guy who can run. For a guy yeah. who can run a little bit in Purdy, but not much. So uh, we'll see about that. Lastly, on quarterbacks, Ryan Clark versus Tua Tungavailoa. Ryan Clark has been this very much pro player and pretty much above board, clean reputation guy at ESPN. But he's this is his first instant of really stepping in some shit up to his ankles. I didn't hear the original comments about Tua, and I've been searching for it, and the algorithm has done a good job of hiding it. Uh, apparently, he said Tua has not been training, working out, that he's been at the dining table instead of the trainer's table, and that his body looks like that of a stripper, and he's getting a lot of tattoos. He was just bebopping and scatting, as we say on television, and the comments, of course, got hand-carried back to Tua, who then said, keep your name out my mouth. Then mm-hmm. Ryan Clark apologized. Are you surprised that Ryan Clark kept himself relatively clean on the player relation front, has stepped in shit like this? Uh, not really, because he's been retired long enough. The guys who stay out a long time, they, they, they don't have any connections to the modern player, so that helps him. The other thing is he might have been looking to make a splash because he's now a part of the NFL Countdown show. You know, They totally redid that with Scott Van Pelt hosting it, and so he's now a part of that, and maybe he saw it like as an opportunity to be, you know, provocative like they like people to be on those shows so, yeah I don't okay know. all right uh did you watch any of the navy notre dame yeah. week zero yeah. game yeah i and eagles kid got called in at the last minute because chris collinsworth's kid got sick and uh and the game was a complete you know blowout navy navy it, it just underlines to me what a ridiculous fraud Charlie Weiss was. Navy, <laughs> Navy should never, never, ever beat Notre Dame. And maybe they are more competitive in some years than they were on the field the other day. But, you know, it's a different level of athlete there and a different different circumstance. And 45 to 3, was it? 42 to 3? Yeah. I think that's that's kind of indicative of where the program should be. What do you make of this new coach at, at Navy, Brian Newberry? He's a former uh, National Park guide uh, who, who is a part-time nature photographer reads a Marcus Aurelius quotation every day he left football for a while I mean, this is not a true football guy as they normally get. Right. Well, he replaced Ken Niamatololo, who I thought did a great job. What and happened they, with Ken Niamatololo? They fired him, and then he, he, he lost too many times to Army. You know, they went like 15 oh, years without right. the Army, and then they lost this heartbreaking double overtime game <laughs> this past year because the fullback fumbled, and 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 the uh, athletic director fired him in the locker room. I mean, it was terrible. Incredible. Like, yeah. I guess that that hel- that's part of what is the rivalry between the schools. It doesn't yeah. matter how many times you have beaten them in a row. You right. got to keep beating them. Otherwise, Man. you're out. Look look what happened to, to Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh went from being one step out the door to now they gave him uh, whatever he wants, and they're putting up with uh, all the uh, recruiting things because he's been beating Ohio State lately. That's it. That's all he had to do. Yeah. All right, what are you looking forward to most this NFL season? I am looking forward to a good season for my football team that I've had to endure for the last 25 years and and watching them and feeling good about them. 
Like it's it's always been, yeah, but Snyder owns them. Like you almost didn't want him to win because it would make Snyder happy. So almost didn't want. I think you could argue a lot of us felt like yeah. I couldn't stomach this team winning big because Danny would be a super asshole. Luckily, that was self sort of regulating because Danny's own shitty instincts. As soon as it looked like they were getting good, he fucked it up yeah. every yeah. single time. Right. So these these guys, uh, they're Hamish guys. They keep talking about Chevy Chase, which is where I grew up. So uh, I want to feel good. Feel good about the football team. You call them Hamish guys? Yeah. What's a Hamish guy? Eh, you know, like, yeah, he's a really good Yeah, he's a Hamish guy. You know, he's a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's different than Michigas. Oh, yeah. Michigas is bad, usually. Yeah. But Hamish guy is good. Mm. Yes. Yes. Okay, well, I never fully understand it. Uh, Andy, we had no time today to break down the Tour Championship and Victor Hovland for the second straight week, just making golf look absurdly easy. I know you were desperate. I watched the end of it. You did? I was was waiting for 60 minutes, so I watched the end, and and here's what I was thinking. They, They showed they showed the guy engraving Victor Hovland's name in the trophy when he was still on the course, and all I could think of was Jean Vandeveld. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. No, it, it definitely, he had a big enough lead. There was no way he yeah. wasn't going to finish. Well, how, how much was Vandeveld's lead? Like five shots, last hole, you know? So, so uh, are you going to watch the Ryder Cup at all in a month? Uh, yeah, yeah. When is it on? Is it on in the morning? It might fit it my is. schedule. Yeah, so I might watch some. Okay. I'll yeah. make sure to remind you. Could be a good one there. Victor's going to play for Team Europe, so could be a problem. Him and Rory could be a good competition. Okay, Andy, as always, a pleasure, my friend. We'll talk next week. Thank you. Uh, Isaiah, take care. See ya. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's my bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways, better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code Zabe, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand dollars. Now make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, fine. You can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today.